The position trap says you have value when you prove it with your actions and your accomplishments. Are you stuck in this endless cycle of trying to find value in the way others see you? Find relief today on Bold Steps. I live for God because He loves me. I live for God because I'm full of His grace, not because I'm trying to earn His grace, but because I already have His grace. I live for God from the inside out, not as someone that's trying to achieve. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Today, we conclude our series, Identity Theft, a powerful look at the traps in our lives that we allow to define our worth and value. We pick up where we left off last time with the lie that says, I'm only somebody if I can earn it by my accomplishments and how others see me. Well, this thinking can quickly enslave us and set us on a solitary path of constant striving and insecurity teaching from Luke chapter 4 helps set our thinking straight as we continue with part 2 of The Position Trap. As always, any of Pastor Mark Job's messages are available to hear again at boldstepsradio.org. And there you can also get in touch with us. We'd love to hear how these broadcasts are helping you make needed bold steps in your faith. Again, go to boldstepsradio.org. But right now, here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. And here's the thought. If you're really going to be a Christian, you need to prove it somehow. I want you to hear me well. I think it trickles down into a lot of areas of life. I know men that are 45 years old, 275 pounds, and they can, you know, tumble with the best, but inside they're still trying to prove to everybody around them that they're a man. Because inside, deep inside, they still don't feel like I'm a man. They spend all their life trying to show how tough they are and how big they are and how bad they are and how they don't cry and how they can handle things and how they can beat anybody up and how they can match up with anybody else. But deep inside, deep inside, they are super insecure because they feel like they're still trying to prove to everybody out there, to their father, to their family, to their wife, to their brothers, hey, you know what? I'm a man. There's people that have been around a long time still trying to prove I'm a man, so they do stupid things to prove they're a man. You know why? Because somehow deep inside, they still don't feel like I'm sure I'm a man. Uh, I've run into people that are 50 years old, and they're still trying to prove to their 80-year-old father that they're a somebody And when they succeed or when they do something or accomplish something, they call up their dad to try to get that, hey, I'm proud of you, son. And oftentimes they don't get that, but why? Because they're trying to still get that sense from their father that, hey, now finally you've achieved because all their life they felt like, hey, I never measure up to dad's standards. And you see, sometimes it trickles into our Christianity, whereas we feel like if we don't know who we are, and we don't have worth, and we don't have value inerrant of ourself, if we don't understand what God has said about us, then oftentimes we embrace religion, and we try to prove in religion that we are really, truly faithful followers of God. And so... We pray 
not to worship God, but, but try to prove that I'm truly a Christian. And, and we say, well, you know, I'm not, I still don't feel like I've really proven myself, so now I need to fast once a week. And, 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 I, and if I fast once a week, then I'm really going to accomplish something and prove to God that I'm really His follower, but you still don't feel like you're really a follower. And so you say, well, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to have 23 minutes of devotions every morning. And if you only have 22, you feel condemned like, whoa, I didn't have the 23 minutes I was supposed to have. Because you're trying to prove to God, hey, I'm really one of your followers. I'm really one of yours. And I come to church not because I want to worship and celebrate with God, but I'm trying to prove to God that I'm really one of His. I'm trying to prove to people around and trying to prove to God and others around that I am really a Christian and I'm trying to prove my significance with my actions. Are you tracking with me? You see, that's called religion. And every time I run into people that are very, uh, that, that have deep-rooted religious traditions and are trying to be consistent and faithful in doing things, but if it's not about relationship with God, you know what they lack? They lack joy. Because they live their life trying to prove something to God, but they don't have joy. So you look at them and you see them and it looks like they drank a gallon of lime juice in the morning. How's your walk with God? Good. I'm praying and hanging in there. And I'm saying like, well, where's the joy? See, I go to these services every week, and I've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, where's the joy? You see, when when it's about proving something, when you're trying to tell God, God, I'm going to do this so I will be valued. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to give a little bit more so I'll be accepted. And I'm going to pray a little bit more so that I'll be accepted. And I'm going to learn a verse so I'll be accepted. Then this is all about trying to gain value and significance by doing something. That is not the heart of New Testament Christianity. Because the heart of New Testament Christianity, listen to me, you can't earn it, you can't deserve it, you can't merit it, you can't buy it, you can't achieve it. The heart of New Testament Christianity is that when you receive in faith the gift of God, then you are a child of the Most High God. No one can take it from you. No one can erase it from you. You can't earn it. And so now you read because you want to know, and now you pray because you love Him, and now you worship Him, not to earn brownie points in heaven, but you worship Him because He deserves your worship, and you want to worship Him. You follow Him and love Him because it's who you are, not it's who you're trying to become. You're not trying to prove something. You already are something, and you're just living out who you are in God. That's New Testament Christianity. 
The other's religion. This is relationship. This comes from inside of you. You know, oh, I gotta go to church and worship today. Okay. All right, God, hopefully you're watching. You really want to stay home and see the bears? Hopefully you're watching, God, and this should count for, hey, normally two points. This should count for four points because the bears are playing today. That's not it. That's religion. I have people come up to me sometimes and say, Pastor, well, I really like new life. I just don't want to join your religion. There's a religion? What religion? I have no religion I want you to join. I have no religion I'm trying to make you a member of or a part of. I have no religion to sign you up for. In fact, hear me well, typically, I want to make you less religious, not more religious. I want to make you less religious and more spiritual. I don't want you to become more religious. I want you to become a more authentic follower of Jesus. I want you to know him closer, know him better, walk with him deeper. I don't want you to do rituals and learn ceremonies and pre-prescribed prayers. I don't want religion. I want you to experience a dynamic, powerful relationship with God Almighty. That's what I want. You see, because a lot of religion is all about trying to prove yourself to God New Testament Christianity, you're already proven to God. You have an intrinsic value and worth and destiny that no one can take away from you. And you see, when you know that, you're less tempted by these lures of temptation that come in your direction. And you read the reason that Jesus didn't fall for these temptations is Jesus knew who he was in the Father. I am the Son of God. I am loved and God is well pleased in my life. We need to understand that. Oh man, we need to buy that and grasp that deeply within our souls. It's so important that we not let the devil define who we are. This is Bold Steps. That's our teacher, Mark Job. Thanks for listening today. We hope that what you're hearing is an encouragement as we learn about our true identity as believers. We'll get back to the message in a moment. Mark, a listener took time to write a note to us recently, and here's what she says. Just a note to say thank you to Dr. Mark Job for Bold Steps. I look forward to each message as you present the gospel that is real for my life, and I'm sure for many others, too. The Unstuck series this summer in particular was a life-changing one for me. Thank you for giving applications that I can use to walk closer to my Father and become a light that reflects His love to others, our Great Commission. Wayne, I love hearing from listeners. You know, we're speaking over the radio so we don't get to see your faces. I don't get to pray for you directly. I don't get to talk to you after the message. So the way that I talk to you after the message or the way that you can talk to me is just send us a note. We love to hear what God is doing through these messages. It's so encouraging. We read all the emails that come in from across the country. And so if you'd like to send a message of what God has done through one of these programs, then you can go to boldstepsatmoody.edu. That's boldstepsatmoody.edu. We'd love to hear from you. That's our email address. And for more about Mark, the ministry of Bold Steps, and ways to get involved in partnering with us, visit our website, boldstepsradio.org. Thank you, Mark. Back to the message now, the conclusion of the position trap. Mark Job, 
on Bold Steps. You know, the devil is not authorized to define your identity. Never let him begin to identify you and put a tag on you. The only one who defines who you are is not your mama, not your papa, not your brothers, not your neighbor, not your boss, not your teachers, not your classmates, who defines your identity is God. And Jesus said, every temptation that he fought back, he says, it is written. You know what he was saying? This is what God says about it. This is what God says about it. This is the word of God. It is written. And so, and this is what 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says. It says, but you, yeah, who, you, yeah, you are a chosen people. Chosen? Yeah, chosen You are a royal priesthood. That means a kingly priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wow, I love those words. You are a chosen, royal priesthood, holy nation, a people belonging to God. It is written. That's what God says about you. It's already declared. It's already written. You see, here's what I want you to understand about temptation and about your identity. I believe that so many of us are addicted. We run around life addicted to trying to please people and get our identity from what people say about us. And some of you walk into a place like this in an auditorium and you wonder what people are thinking about you because it really so matters what people think about you. In every new setting you go into, you're wondering, how do I look? How am I dressed? What do people think about me? And you're on that treadmill like a hamster. On that treadmill. It's the treadmill of what do people think about me? And I got to keep up. And I got to run faster. And I got to keep up with the styles and I got to whiten my teeth and I have to get a new diploma and I have to... Why? Because I want to make sure people really think I'm somebody. You run and run and run and trying to prove that you're somebody. You're desperate to prove that you're somebody and there's not enough people in the world to prove to and not enough time to prove to everybody that you are really somebody. As soon as someone criticizes you or doesn't like you and suddenly just throws you in a tailspin, you have to say, okay, I'm going to try to prove to this person that I am really somebody. And, I, and you know what I want to say? Get off the treadmill. Get off. And get on the track that says it is written. 
See, people say, well, I know you, and you're just that. I remember you in the past. Hey, guess what? It is written. My past has been forgiven, washed, and cleansed. Well, hey, I know you. Are you the person that really messed up in that marriage you had? Hey, it is written that my sins are thrown as far as the east is from the west because it is written that God is forgiven and God has forgotten, you know? It is written. Yeah, but you know what your mom says about you? Hey, it is written. You know what God says about me? And whatever is hurled at you, whatever comes your way, you need to say, it is written. It is written. It is written. God says, God says, God says, God says. Yeah, but your neighbor says, but God says. Yeah, but your, your, your spouse says, yeah, but God says. Yeah, but your teachers, yeah, God says. Yeah, your coworker, yeah, but God says. You see, your reality needs to be the reality of the word of God. That's your identity. No one can take it. No one can change it. No one can diminish it. I want you to hear me well. This may blow your mind, but I want, you to, I want you to hear me very, very well. There is nothing that you can do to make God love you anymore. And listen, there's nothing that you can do to make God love you any less. Because God's love for you is not conditioned upon your behavior. God's love is unconditional for you. Do you understand that? Now, let me tell you, your behavior, your behavior will have consequences in your life. And you, you go out of God's plan, and you're going to mess up and have a lot of trials, a lot of difficulties. Why? Because God loves you. But you know what? I love my son and daughter and little son. And, and even when they misbehave, it doesn't change my love for them. Oh, I may not be as pleased in them, but I still love them the same. Do you understand that? Nothing changes my love. And that's the way God is for, towards you. You can't make God love you more. He loves you as much as he's ever going to love you. He loves you as much as he's ever going to love you. And that love is never going to change. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither life, nor death, nor principality, or heights, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. That is why I live for God, not to try to earn merits with God, but I live for God because I know who I am in God. I live for God because He loves me. I live for God because I'm full of His grace, not because I'm trying to earn His grace, but because I already have His grace. I live for God from the inside out, not as someone that's trying to achieve. Hear me well, listen, if you're on the religion track trying to prove yourself to God, you'll get tired of that. And one day you'll give up and say, I can't do it. And then you'll come around and say, well, I tried that. It doesn't work for me. No, 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 you tried religion. You did not try relationship that's grace-based, built on love, knowing your identity in God. That is a powerful, powerful thing. I want you to start to become people that say it is written. And the only way you'll know what's written is if you study what's written. This is what God says about me. I want some of you to walk into places that you don't know a single soul 
in that party you're walking into or that work business, you're not thinking to yourself, I wonder what people are thinking about me so that I can be confident or not. I want you to walk in thinking, I know who I am. I know what my father says about me. And regardless of what people think about me or not in this place, it doesn't change that I'm a person of value, destiny, of worth. Because I know who I am. I want you to be able to get into a dating relationship not thinking, well, if he really values me, then I'm somebody. If I have a man, if I have a man, I'm somebody. If I don't have a man, I'm a nobody. I, I run into girls all the time like that. That they can't stand being alone because they think if they don't have a man beside them that they're a nobody. But if they have a man, any man, whatever man, just a breathing man, then they're somebody. (laughs) And I want you to be able to be single today and understand your worth and your value and your identity. I want you to walk, be able to walk in here as a single man or a single woman, and I want you to walk in feeling like I know who I am, and it's not derived by whether I have a man or a woman. I am, I know who I am because my Father has given me value, and I am a person of worth, of value, and confidence here now because I know who I am. I want you to go through life, and when there's economic downheavals or when there's times of prosperity, and whether your business, and, and if you're unemployed now or between jobs, I want you as a man to be able to walk into a place like here not thinking I'm a nobody because two weeks ago they, my, my job laid a whole bunch of people off. I want you to walk in and say, my identity is not tied into my job I know who I am. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a man of dignity and a man of value and a man of worth. And it doesn't depend on my paycheck or my job position because my value goes beyond that. I know who I am. You need that because circumstances in life are going to change. But God and His incredible love and kindness never changes. Amen? Mark Job on Bold Steps, concluding our series, Identity Theft. What it all comes down to is your identity is not tied to your job, the things that you have, or how you feel. The only one who can define who you are is God. That's right, Wayne. And unless we have our identity solid in who God is and who we are in God, then we become susceptible to the pleasure trap, how do I feel, the possessions trap, Mm -hmm. what do I have, And the positions trap, what do people say that I am or who I am? We need to understand we are loved in God, we have an identity in God, and we don't have to prove that to anyone in the world. Well, this identity theft series has been a great one, Mark. And I remind listeners, if you missed any part of it or want to go back and just listen to the whole thing again, you can do that at boldstepsradio.org. Boldstepsradio.org. All of our previous broadcasts are there. Now, this is the last day of the month and the final chance for our listeners to request their copy of our Bold Step gift. Mark, let's talk about it. Yeah, so we want to give one final push for this extraordinary tool. It's called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages by Marcus Warren and Chris Corsi. We have a little clip that was aired on a Moody radio show, Building Relationships with Gary Chapman. Uh, He interviewed Chris Corsi about the book, so listen to this in the right side of the brain, that on-off switch, 
is about the on-off switch to our relational circuits. And when those circuits go off, I automatically live out of fear. And so some of us in our marriage, we've been living with our relational circuits off and in a state of fear for so long, it's hard to even imagine living any other way or that any other way is possible. So again, this isn't a cure-all that just this 15 minutes will fix everything in your marriage, but it is trying to say, what can we do intentionally to bring more shared joy together? That's Chris, one of the authors of The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And if you'd like your copy, go online to boldstepsradio.org to give your gift. It's yours with a donation of any amount. Or give us a call by dialing 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. Now, if you'd rather send a check in the mail, I'll give our mailing address. It's Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Before we go today, I also want to say if you haven't already subscribed to the Bold Steps podcast, do it today. These daily messages are available with a click of a button and you can listen wherever you want, whenever you want. Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click the subscribe button. And then also connect with us and find even more content on our social media pages, Log into Facebook or Instagram and search for Bold Steps Radio. And now you can log into YouTube. We have a new YouTube channel, at Bold Steps Radio. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, and that's the end of today's program. But join us again tomorrow when Mark begins a brand new message from the Walk Worthy Men's Conference. It's a lesson about how to survive in an age of rage. Don't miss this incredibly relevant message coming up next time on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.